Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 572 with a review of Sword of Trust. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, in the feeds, we already had a review of Ready or Not, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't. Um, but now we're talking about a film which you can rent right now on iTunes and possibly other services, but we rented it on iTunes, and that is this film called Sword of Trust. Stephen Miller, this film deals with, um, you know, sort of, sort of, uh, it's, it's set in our world where sure. we have, like, people who believe different things yep. that maybe not everybody else believes. Um, things like flat earth theory, mm-hmm. um, things like the real truth about what happened <laughs> during the Civil War. Hell yeah. Um, and it, it just, there, there's... It's, you know, faking the moon landing, um, those sort of things. And it's sort of a genre thing like that. Um, Do you have any experience? (laughs) This is like the softballest of of questions. So what what Chris is alluding to is off and on for the last like year, I have engaged in arguments in this flat earth group on Facebook, which is invite only, which a, a friend, I was talking with a friend at some point last year. And we were talking about, like, people believing outlandish things that you never thought could exist in 2019. Or if it existed, it had to be, like, the nichest of niche things that only, like, ostensibly crazy people believe. And he was like, man, a friend I grew up with uh, is a flat earther. And I was like, wait, how? Like, has he been in an airplane before? Does he use the internet? Like, how could he be a flat earther? (laughs) And he was like, this goes way deep. Let me show you. And... Yeah, I have wasted countless hours in my life trying to argue with people on a flat earth Facebook group and they have YouTube videos for everything. Like there's a a brief like amount of time in this movie devoted to someone talking about flat earth theory and he is 100% regurgitating like the actual That's facets the, of the, flat earthers. The like 200 foot ice wall yeah. and like the firmament and like all that. That's yep. all real theory. Yeah, yeah, that is all. I mean, theory is a stretch because the <laughs> the key of flat earth and probably like civil war conspiracy theories and everything else is the other side has a theory that can be proven or disproven. And where you live is by only lobbing little like kernels of doubt into that theory and then like huh so i'm supposed to believe the earth is flat yet i've never seen water bend but i'm just gonna believe that water bends on the earth around a sphere (laughs) yeah right and like the way that works is like you could ask them like well you don't even have a model for like why the sun is visible at different times of day yeah but because they don't commit to a model of anything they don't have to be wrong about anything yeah, right yeah, yeah. and and so i think that's like the oh it drives me crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, oh i've wasted so much time but anyway definitely like the youtube videos and everything he cites are for sure real things like it is like oh dude you just got to watch this like read this book a hundred reasons why flat earth is true. It answers all the questions. Don't argue with me anymore. And like, it doesn't answer any of them, yeah. like inevitably. But also, also, if it were true, would you need a hundred reasons? Or no. would there be like one good reason where you go like, you know what? I cannot argue with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, yeah, this movie hit hit close to home for, for that reason. <laughs> did, 
the fact that you have dealt with flat earthers before, and sorry for any flat earthers in the audience, sorry. but you probably want to check out of this review. Yeah. Um, did your frustration with the real life people that you've interacted with who believe this kind of stuff um, take away from your enjoyment? Like, did it stop being a joke for you? Um, or was it still like a funny thing that the film was doing? It was still funny. Yeah. Okay. I, like it, I actually enjoyed that bit more maybe because I knew how true to life it was in a way that makes me think like maybe the Civil War bits are similarly like, like real... well-researched. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't verified any of that, but yeah, I, I liked it. It gave it a ring of authenticity. Nice. Um... <laughs> but nobody should investigate Flatter. It's a, oh my God, you're going to... You're going to get looped into an argument where someone asks a question that sounds like a real question of, like, how does this work? How come if the Earth is rotating at this many miles per hour, why why don't we feel it? You know, and you're going to answer and your answer is going to involve gravity. And then someone's going to be like, oh, fucking gravity. This guy's talked about the theory of gravity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great. Yeah. What's your proof for that? And it turns out, like, they don't believe in gravity. They believe in 9.82 meters per second squared downward acceleration. They believe in all the good parts of gravity, not the part that it is, like, relative to an object of mass, not the part that it could, like, point in a different direction than down. Like, they just pick and choose, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it, you're going to be looped in forever, and it's a nightmare, and suddenly it's four in the morning, and your alarm is going to go off in, like, two hours, and you're arguing with some guy named Jimbo on the internet. <laughs> And you're going to write for like 45 minutes and within 30 seconds, he's going to respond with a laugh emoji and you realize like these people don't give a fuck. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, Comedy movies. <laughs> what do you say, Steve, when we take a listen to the trailer for The Sword of Trust yep. and then come back and give these folks who are listening still a review? Hell yeah. What you are looking at yes. is a genuine relic that supports the actual truth, which is the South. Mm-hmm. Won the war. Okay. The South won the war? That's right. This is something it's... you want to keep under your hat till you're ready it to Seems like keep pretty it big news. Head. Best way to do this is through concrete evidence. Is this antique roadshow for racists? Up to $50,000. God damn it. What's the deal? 70-30 sounds fair to me. Don't, please don't touch. I don't can't touch, touch the tag. Don't touch the tag. Honey, 70-30? Is it 70 for us? No. No deal. 30 for us. No deal. There's going to be other offers on this. Because the word's out. Word's out. Came here looking for something. Uh-huh. Heard you have it. Can we... Narrow it down a little. We're looking for a sword. All right. sword. Why was that so hard? It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. Why did we have to take that route to get there? 30 seconds to get there. It wasn't that long. Let's just be on the same page. We're just trying to sell this thing for a lot of money, and that's that. Bam. This is definitely how people die. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they're capable of. We're in this together. Me, you, the two ladies. We just got to get that $40,000. I'm so hard right now, I can barely keep my mind straight. Wait a minute, are you using that word right? Down a country like this, wind up in a ditch dead, and nobody would ever find you. You spend a lot of time thinking, like, how can these people think like this? No, right? you're right, man. We're in the brain of that. Yeah, we're about to find out. Apparently it's carpeted. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so that was the trailer for Sword of Truth. Trust, Sword of Trust. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. so confusing. It's not Sword of Truth. <laughs> it's, but that's the thing is it technically is the Sword of Truth, mm-hmm. but it's like it's a play on words maybe because the pact they have to form is the Sword of Trust. Yeah. But I I don't know. Um. Anyways, the Sword of Trust <laughs> is a film where some folks in are they they're in Alabama at the time, right? Or no? I think. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, cuz then they then they go to yeah. So I think they're in Montgomery or something. Okay. So they're they're folks in Alabama and uh Mark Marin plays a man who uh, runs a pawn shop and uh at some point some other folks bring in this sword that was just willed to them by their grandfather mm-hmm. and the sword comes with a story. It is a Union sword um from the Civil War. And the story that comes along with it is that the South actually won the Civil War Mm -hmm. and that this sword was surrendered to a general in the South at some Chickapoo. General (laughs) Sherman or General Sheraton. Yeah, depending on when you're hearing the story. And essentially, you know, Mark Maron and uh, Cast are trying to find people to buy this sword. um, And they sort of... Uh, they sort of uh, stumble into this world in which a number of folks from the South are trying to gather up all these relics that prove that the South actually won the Civil War and the Deep State <laughs> has been lying to us the whole time and telling us that, uh, that uh, you know, the Union Army won and we're all the way we are now. But no, mm-hmm. actually the Confederate Army won. This is the truth. And they sort of stumble into this whole underground world of the South. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Miller, what did you think of this film? I'm still like a little bit torn on what I think of this film. I'm, I'm going to tell you all the good stuff because there's a lot to like about it. And I think right off the bat, I think if I saw this movie in a theater rather than watching it at home on my computer where I'm like forced to be a little bit more laser focused and attentive, I think it maybe would have elevated it a bit for me. Um as it stands, so it, this is a improv-heavy movie. Like I don't know, I don't know how much of it is improv, but I have to wager a guess it's the vast majority of it, right? It's probably like <laughs> bullet point: what do we want to happen in this scene? Roughly, what is going to be revealed? Joe Swanberg, Lynn Shelton, like that whole crew—that's their style, right? Um, and the pros of those movies are definitely the pro of this movie, which is I think it feels incredibly authentic. Um, there are conversations in this movie that are like some of my favorite of the year probably on film. I think Mark Maron, like his character Mel, is a really nicely fleshed out character. There are yeah. there are really good wistful moments where he's interacting with other people. Um, an ex in his life, D, played by Lynn Shelton. Uh, there's a kind of really, I thought, well-acted, powerful moment where they interact, and then other times where he kind of is recalling his past life and how he's grown and changed. I thought all that stuff was like really, really, really great. Um I think in general the movie has a good tone of being like real characters interacting and trying to come to grips with this world that they found. And everyone is kind of like I think a theme of this movie in general is that everyone is like trying to find some footing and like something that can make them like feel at ease. Like everyone wants comfort, right? Like Mark Marin just wants stability. He just wants to like survive the day and he's found this kind of groove, this life that he can live where like one day at a time, like he's making it through. And 
some of the crazier people in this movie are also like latching on to like things that they just want to be like this is the true thing that i can believe and i yeah. think there's the movie has like a a sort of kindness to that at least where i think it's doing some interesting parallels of like like Mark Marin's growth and the way that he interacts with everyone in his life, including D and including these people where he just kind of is like the interviewer of just like, let me listen to you. Yeah. Is that what you believe? Yeah. I hear that. Okay. So what do we do now? Okay, cool. Like, like, like there's just something where it takes it very slow and methodical in a way that I thought was um, really, really like nice. Like I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, um, like I like Michaela Watkins and Jillian Bell in this movie. They're t- the kind of two women that discover this sword and go there where they kind of have a, an unclear backstory at first that unfolds throughout the length of the movie. I was not a fan of John Bass, Nathaniel, the fourth character. Oh. <laughs> I felt he felt like he was in a different movie to me. Like he was in a, like a comic a pure comic relief film and I didn't totally he's get He's great though. Like he's just so dumb. <laughs> he is it, it, he is. Well, and scenes later in the movie where Flat Earth come up kind of justify him more to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I, I did feel like the pace of this movie is, like, beyond plotting. Like, this is a very, like, slow-going... You can't really call it a journey, even. It's more like a let's just kind of, like, stroll here and see what's going on. And, oh, shit's kind of fucked up. Uh, okay, there we... And, and that's okay. Like, that's the kind of movie it is. I don't feel like there was enough going from scene to scene to make all of that be worth the ride. I think, like, it could have used, like, 20% less improv and a little bit more, like, tightly scripted transitions, at least, to try to, like, move the story along more. Yeah. Um. And, like, there's a funny payoff in the story, too. Like, I think everyone is hilarious. I don't even want to spoil what actors show up here yeah, <laughs> and yeah. what other shows they're in. But, they're, like, there's some good stuff to have here. Uh, a man named Hogjaws <laughs> exists, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just when I, when I compare this to, like, other movies of hers that I, like, I was praising Hump Day earlier on this podcast. And, like, I, I watched Your Sister's Sister recently, too. And I like that one, too. I think this style is at its best when it is about relationships between people and how people feel on the inside. And I don't think it's as well suited to pure comedy. And so I think like this movie is really good when it is being kind of wistful about like yeah. how do people think, how do they feel. The the closing bit of this movie is great. Like that's a great example of that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And I just think the comic beats, like you need something a little bit more scripted if you really want to like hit me with the laughs. So I didn't think it worked great as a comedy, but I think it is like rather lovely as just a portrait of flawed people in a kind of confusing time and place, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, when I watched the trailer for this, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> it's such a ridiculous premise. And it's it's a silly idea that like when you just hear it, you're like, you can't possibly milk this enough to make it worth it. Like, it it doesn't feel... Like, so when, when we saw um, <laughs> the Lost episode, uh, when we saw um, The Death of Dick Long... That, I was going to bring up Death that, of yeah, Dick Long, for sure. That film is, like, a film that is sort of making fun of the South, but it's also touching, and you you believe these characters, and you you understand the decisions they make. This film takes the premise and never tries to make the premise 
feel real mm-hmm. it's always sort of ridiculous in that sort of like snl skit kind of way yep. where it's like isn't it funny these crazy south people who believe in this weird shit yeah um but the other part of the film is so fucking good <laughs> mark Marin is amazing yeah. in this film he's so incredible and like this feels like what if we just gave Mark Maron a chance to show off his incredible acting chops mm-hmm. and give him these long drawn out scenes where he's just talking yeah. and like it it makes you want to cry at times he's just so real and like there's pain there's love there's this feeling and it's like he has these these moments to just really just shine in a way that like if if I told you if you want to see a really amazing acting job and some really incredible scenes, it's going to be in this movie about flat earthers who also believe the South won the civil war. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be like, I'm not going to watch that movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it really, there's, there's some incredible stuff in this film. Yeah. And then it's never the height of comedy, right? It's always just giggly funny, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, this is so funny. This is ridiculous. This is like, this moment's kind of fun. Um, you get the Mark Maron snark that, that hit like that sort of like old man, not putting up with the shit of younger, like ridiculous South Southern boys. Mm -hmm. Um, but you also get these moments of just real honest to God emotion that make this a really, really interesting watch. Like I, I I think we were having trouble trying to figure out all the things we were going to watch and then this was just a thing that we could rent easily and throw it on the schedule. Like Mm -hmm. it could have been very much a thing where we both turned it off when we watched it and then went like, yeah, we don't need to do a review on this, but it it was worth watching. (laughs) Like the comedy is just, here's the premise. That's it. Deal with it. Yep. But the journey is really entertaining. And just these moments where you can slow down and experience Things that you're not even seeing on screen, just people recounting something, mm-hmm. just ends up being very touching in a way that I wouldn't have expected from seeing the trailer for this. Yeah. I yeah, And I agree with that. Like, I think Mark Maron carries the movie, basically. And, and I think this was made as a collaboration with him and Lynn Shelton. Like, I think they have been working on writing another movie for a while. Okay. And it's been taking too long to get, like, their schedules to line up and really hammer out a screenplay. And they were both kind of getting frustrated. And I think Lynn Shelton was just like, why don't you just like come also make this movie with me? It's going to be one of the Mumblecore. <laughs> Mumblecore is not the right word, but, you know, improv heavy movie. Only going to take a few days to film, probably. It's in the South, so it's Bumblecore. Yep. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, tumbleweed gore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think you can tell that like he must have had a big hand in this movie because it is kind of his to carry. Um, yeah. Like, other characters are interesting, but he is the soul of the movie. Like, he is the one who has all the kind of, like, soulful, long monologues, and everyone else is kind of just bouncing off of him. Yeah. And I think it's, like, it is great in that capacity. And I've never really seen Mark Maron act well before. <laughs> so, like, I'm glad to see that he has this in him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, just think because like, because he, he was he was great and easy, mm-hmm. but like what was great about him was the character and like what it meant for like how the character saw the world and how the world saw the character. Like there was yeah. something really interesting he was doing, but it wasn't that he was exercising chops. It was right. that he was perfectly sort of 
able to embody this person who would probably be this way. Yep. And in this, it's like, no, he's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Give him all the things. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I just think the... Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's such an interesting tone movie. Like, Death of Dick Long is a, a good comparison for the reason you mentioned, where, like, it really commits to the premise, whereas this movie doesn't commit quite as hard. Um, but both of them had that kind of, like semi-meandering pace for a lot of the runtime where it's like you're either on board with it or you're not on board yeah and i think this time this time i was only like like mostly on board like there were definitely times in this movie where i was like wanting to like check my watch and be like okay what's gonna happen because they've been sitting in this truck for a long time yeah um and and like i i think it's great as a showcase of of acting capability i i just wish it were a little bit more tight um I do. It did definitely make me want to go back and revisit more of her work, though, which is partly why I texted you last night, like, hey, if you still have time, you should see your sister's sister. Because yeah. I think, like, where this genre really shines, and Lynn Shelton in particular is really good at, is this kind of relationships, and especially, like, this kind of confused masculinity, right? Like, in, in this movie, pretty much everyone in this film is, like a dude who is like confused about something and they're overcompensating for it with like an insane belief system. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like, like hump day that we talked about is also kind of like guys who are, don't know where they fit in modern day America. And like, they're about to do something outrageous just because they think that's going to like make them belong more. Yeah. Uh, And your sister's sister is a little bit about that like there's one guy involved but there's things where like there's an interesting through line in like she is a like a queer female filmmaker who's really interested in like what makes dudes be so (laughs) duty and and i think that's like interesting and kind of ripe to explore i just watching those movies like back to back with this one I feel like there's more you can do with the genre than the monologues that we get here. Yeah. So I was, I was happy with it. Like, I'm glad I saw it, but I, I don't know. I, I think I could have gotten more. Um, I'm glad the comedy wasn't more heightened than it was. Like, I, I like this kind of slow rolling comic pace. I yeah. just, it didn't feel like they were lobbing quite enough at me, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's the, it, it wants the comedy just, to be about the awkwardness of the folks, not it's not trying to do real jokes. It's trying to like all of the characters are audience surrogates, yeah. right? <laughs> Which usually there's one character who is the audience surrogate, but like in this film, it's like all of the ones who are not the southern folk yeah. that believe Everyone with a real name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I think it ends up being charming mm-hmm. and like silly and then the characters just comment on why are they going along with this (laughs) and stuff like that and it ends up working out but yeah it does it doesn't strive to be like it's it's not like uh lord and miller sort of like thing where it's just beat for beat just constantly like throwing shit that makes you like want to laugh out loud it's like (laughs) that's funny i i think it would have been elevated for me even at the current pace if mark just had someone else to bounce off of who was also doing something that it isn't that the other people are Nathaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Like other characters, you know, they're, they're strong actors, but the, the parts they're asked to play are like not the same depth as his character, right? They're more, each of them gets like one thing about them and he gets to be everything else. And I feel like a, a conversation driven movie where like 
there's more weight given to someone else. So the two people are both kind of really bonding going through this together. I think that would have like elevated it a lot for me. Yeah. I haven't cast who should play that person yet, but <laughs> working on it. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, any, any last thoughts about the film? Not really. <laughs> I don't know. It, <laughs> it's a, like, I, I don't want to nitpick cause it's, it's a fun, like you should for sure just spend 90 minutes and watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just, I had high hopes for this film just because the director and I'd heard good things about it going in and I was like just a smidge disappointed that it didn't shoot a little higher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and get to verdicts then. Um, if you're going to give this a must see record of the caveat, wait for rental, pass to the caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it? This one for me is kind of teetering between rental and recommend. I like, like I, I didn't love the movie but mark Marin is like so good that for me it bumps it up to a recommend with a caveat like and and it's probably also i've spent so many hours listening to him talk before like interview people and so seeing him kind of showcase this soulful chops of his own rather than just asking questions of everyone else i i, I thought that was really cool um just don't go in expecting a kind of like tight comedy you, yeah, you, yeah. you need to expect something that's going to be like a funny premise that meanders around and gives characters like some good moments to shine, but isn't really like hitting you hard with the comedy feels. The other feels does great with, but yeah, the comedy, yeah. the comedy bits, I think, are not particularly strong in this movie. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like quality-wise, it's probably wait for rental, but we saw it as a rental, so whatever. Um, I'm gonna bump it up to recommend the caveat simply just because of the performance of Mark Maron and just sort of what he does in this ridiculous world that the that the story is sort of set in mm-hmm. um it was i watched it you know like we, we we watched it on like sort of a whim just trying to like pat out yeah. the thing um it was one of those weird circumstances too where we're like we can maybe see two things in theaters and we're like yeah but we're probably not gonna make time and then we were just like this is out yep <laughs> it's just it was one of those things where it was like it was a yeah because we had already seen ready or not like last week oh yeah we had um, plenty of time yeah we were re- there's just <laughs> nothing in theaters that we really wanted to see i think yeah so so yeah that's, that's I, I mean i was is. gonna lob the souvenir otherwise so i think this is probably a lighter film to watch <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so that is our review of uh sort of, of trust, trust. <laughs> Stephen miller people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that uh, people can go to twitter.com slash s david miller or s david People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to sort of trust if that is a thing that we can find. And uh, yeah, that that's it for now. Um, we will be back next week, I think, with a review of Don't Let Go. I think so. Um, so get ready for that little Blumhouse time travel film. Oh, um, yeah. Should be fun, at least. I hope. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.